0: You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long term wealth building and financial independence.
1: Hey, everybody. I am Devin, your host for the Portfolio Builders podcast, and I have Matthew Walrath on with me today. Say hey. What's up? What's up? I'm really excited to have you on. Um, I think this is going to be an awesome episode of Ask the Investor, Um, you are the first international buyer that we've had. Um, So I'm really curious to hear, you know, your thoughts about what it's like owning property all the way over here in the U.S. with you living in the land down under. Um, And also some of the teasers that I put out there is I know that you had invested in real estate in the past before, before Wealthcap, before us. Um, and in some of our conversations, you let me know that like that was not a, a super great experience for you. Um, so why don't we start with you just sharing for the people who don't know who you are and what you do, just share with us a little bit about like your professional background, um, which is not real estate. And uh, like what your, you know, your main thing is.
0: Yeah. So I own a business called Beyond Macros. I mentor nutrition coaches to build their dream online coaching business. And that is what I do. Uh, Aside from that, I'm just on this path towards building wealth for me, my family. Um, I obviously don't have an Australian accent. I am from the U.S., but (laughs) my wife is uh, from Australia, so... I live over here. And yeah, so as you alluded to, I had invested in real estate in the US in the past and didn't have the best experience. I was actually, my wife and I bought two places here in Australia. And then I started looking back in the US, started dipping my toes in um, once I heard about what you were doing with WealthCap. And I was like, wow, the returns here are incredible. When I told my brother-in-law who's a buyer's agent here in Australia, what kind of returns we can get cash on cash in the U S he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would invest in Australia because Australia, it's like, you're a hundred percent gambling on capital gains. Like you need that house to appreciate. And half the time you're spending like $10,000 a year to hold it.
1: So in Australia, you wouldn't you don't you didn't cash flow the two properties that you bought there, you were buying strictly for appreciation. Is that what you mean?
0: So that's that's what you're hoping for. Because the cash flow, the cash flow on the house that we're in right now, we're about to move out. And based off of the rent that we get, this place was more of an appreciation play. Um it's right next to the beach, and we got it off market, so we got a great deal. But our other place um my wife rented it and the only reason uh it's cash flowing is cuz essentially we added a bedroom. If we tried to rent it as a 2 bed 1 bath instead of a 3 bed 2 bath, um it would not cash flow. Wow. But now that it's a 3 bed 2 bath, we can rent it higher and that one cash flows and the capital gains were good. So there's certain things that you can do. Like it's not like there's no money to be made in the Australian market, but it's just the fact that like I can have a turnkey investment like I do with Wealthcap and mm-hmm. I can see you know, if I'm in, you know, Missouri, 20 to 30% plus returns, cash on cash, that's, you just can't get that here.
1: Right. So tell me a little bit about the deals that you had done in the U.S. before us. Like, what were they, what did they look like? What went wrong? Um, Because you were not, like, in our first few conversations, you let me know, like, hey, I bought houses before, I want to buy more, but all these things went wrong. How do I know this is not going to happen again? So can you share what that experience yeah. was like?
0: Definitely. So I went through another like turnkey investing scenario. It looked very similar to cap on the surface. But the thing is that their pro formas were so just optimistic. I I had to run through, my father's invested in real estate himself and I had to run through the pro formas with him like, that are these even realistic numbers? Like this seems too good to be true. And we just Mm -hmm. ran down line by line, got a quote for insurance, like looked at the actual property tax assessment, like went through everything. And it's like, geez, like property tax, this is like public knowledge. You should be able to give a reasonable estimate. And they were giving like these optimistic, super low costs for it. And pretty much the whole pro forma was optimistic and the returns were good. You know it was like maybe supposed to be 25 to 30 percent cash on cash. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll give it a go. Knowing after I did my conservative um pro forma that it might be 10 to 15%, I was like, this is still better than I can get most places. So gave it a go. And within the first like two years, there were some major maintenance issues that needed to happen which pretty much knocked out like three to five years of cash flow ouch. and yeah ouch and there was um no no maintenance warranty which y'all do at wealth cap which i really appreciate because a number of those things happened within the first year and i'm like that is like y'all got to take ownership over this it's just like, oh, hands off um so that's one of the things i really appreciate about wealth cap and the reno, to be completely honest, like if you look at the pictures of the place that I bought, it's like, I might as well have just bought a distressed house and renovated it myself. You know, it was like, really, it's not good looking. It's not a good looking renovation. And then when I look at the houses that I've purchased wealth WealthCap and I look at uh, the renovations that y'all have done, it's like, you actually do a good job. It's cost efficient what you do, but it looks good. Like, right. I, I would rent a place like that. Even my wife's like, you know, she's rented this place. You can see behind me, it's a beautiful spot. She's it's like, gorgeous. oh, that place That's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, um, just wasn't a good experience. And the purchase price on it, although low, was definitely above market. And I didn't like that. And I like how, you know, y'all, that first house that I bought, it's like it didn't appraise at what you were asking and you said, okay, we'll sell it to you at appraisal. And to me yeah. that I love that integrity. Whereas the other one, it was just like, no, that's the purchase price. If you don't uh if you don't want it at that, we've got a bunch of other investors lined up. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll sure, here's my money.
1: <laughs> and you still have that house, right? That you bought from the other from the other company.
0: Correct. Yeah, I just Decided I'm going to refinance it and then use that money to buy from y'all.
1: Gotcha. How long ago was it that you bought that property? That was
0: in 2017.
1: Did you live in Australia then or did you live?
0: No, I lived in the U.S. at that point.
1: That's when you still lived in the U.S. Okay, cool. So when we first started chatting, I know that you asked me to vet a lot of the numbers on the pro forma.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which makes makes a lot of sense now hearing that story that you bought from a turnkey company. They said, these are the numbers. And then you went and did your own research and found out right away they were false. Did the deal anyway, because a 10% return was still better than a stick in the eye, but it wasn't what they were advertising. So we started having conversations and you were like, hey, Devin, I really want to pick up a house, but I want to know that like, your numbers are legit. So I got you quotes on everything and I got you the copy of the tax record. Like, yeah, these are, these are the taxes and these are some insurance quotes. So was that what gave you the confidence to go ahead and go through with it? Because I, we kind of put our money where our mouth was (laughs) proving that the, you know, that the numbers were correct or was it, was it something else?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was incredibly skeptical at first. It's like, I obviously have invested with traffic and funnels and, um, but the thing is I wasn't going to transfer that trust that I have in Taylor and Chris to WealthCap. cap. Like I wasn't just going to instantly give them that trust needed to be earned. And okay. yeah, ultimately, initially it's like, I, I came to wealth cap with a bad taste in my mouth. And at the same time I was like, I'm willing to give this another chance and what did win me over was that I recognized that the pro forma was actually created to be like a realistic or conservative pro forma instead of uh, optimistic. A lot mm-hmm. of the numbers that were on there when I did the research were accurate. You know, there was no like we're trying to to fluff this up. So I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that there is a warranty. Because um, I think I had asked you, I was like, well, you know, you didn't build in maintenance costs into this pro forma. And you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, but just, you know, put some money aside into a petty cash account over the first year when you're not going to pay any maintenance and you're going to have, you know, that money set aside anyway. So I was like, okay, that that makes sense. You know, at first I was like, why aren't they building maintenance in? In my experience, there's tons of maintenance costs.
1: Maintenance <laughs> so- is, such a variable and that's a great question because people ask me that all the time and it's such a variable that you can't you really can't predict it you know um we provide a warranty on major systems and appliances and our contractors also guarantee the work that they've done for a year so we try to mitigate that as much as possible but like from my own experience owning rental property and having a property management company years ago you know like I've got a couple of tenants in a house of mine in Missouri that they've called me once in six years, you know, and then sometimes there's, you know, there's like little things that come up. So it's such a variable that you can't really put a number on it, but you can absolutely hedge for it and, you know, plan and and protect yourself um, for when they, they do arise So sorry to interrupt you, but it is, it's like, it's a big deal. People, people ask about that all the time. You know, there will be over the long term, there will be maintenance expenses, um, a hundred percent. So if you hedge and plan for them, then it's not a surprise when they, when they pop up, but you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't expect to have major, major disasters right away. You know, if the rehab is done properly, which we take, you know, we take a lot of pride and care at making sure we're doing thorough inspections before we start the work. Casey, our rehab manager is, you know, he's pretty thorough with making sure that we're getting the houses in, um, you know, up to code, cute, livable. So you did say that you and your wife thought our houses were attractive and cute. Was that something, was that anything else that really kind of helped sway your decision making or was it just like a bonus?
0: It's just a bonus. I mean, like I'm never going to live in any of these houses. So, (laughs) um, to me it's like, ah, whatever. It's cute. It's cute. Like it'll, it'll rent well. Um, that, that was one of the things where I was like, all right, at least if somebody walks in this, it's like, if you're showing this to people to rent, they're going to get excited about it. They're going to be like, I can see this being my home. And that's one of the important things when you're getting rental property is it's like, unlike buying a equity, it's like unlike buying a share in a stock. It's like, this is something that is actually a product that needs to be sold to people. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you are buying an asset that needs to be sold and resold to people. So it's got to look good. It's got to have a little bit of appeal. Otherwise you're probably going to have to do some type of reno to update it, to actually get decent rent from it in the future. And I like how the style of what y'all have done is, in a way, future-proofed. It's not, like, some weird, funky, modern thing. Like, you look at 70s decor, and you're like, that's kind of weird. Like, it might be Mm -hmm. in vogue again to do mid-century modern, but it's like, what you guys have done is just, like, classy. It's classic. It's not really going to get outdated.
1: Yeah. No super trendy colors or materials that are going to look awful in five years. Because then that just that would make it an added, added expense for you and for us. You know, I think it's important for people to realize like the, the colors, the materials, a lot of the work that we do on the houses for investors, it's the same that we do for ourselves, you know? So we try to do for you guys the same thing that we're doing for ourselves. And it seems to be working out pretty well. Um, so let's talk about what it was like getting you like approved for financing and going and mm-hmm. going under contract. Because um, yeah. at, <laughs> at, at first we got a no uh, because <laughs> because you live yeah. in the land down under, even though yeah. you file taxes here.
0: Yeah, yeah. At first it was a no. I can't remember if it was because I lived in Australia or if it was because my wife didn't have a social security number cuz she's never been associated with the US like I met her here came here got married here all that good stuff and Missouri is a state where it's like you, you have to have your spouse on the title or you have to have your spouse on the loan um something like that I'll let Taylor handle all that stuff but um yeah at first I got to no know and For me, that's annoying because it's like, I honestly, the worst part about real estate investing for me is going through the process of getting approved for financing. Uh, There's just so much documentation that they ask for. But then Mm -hmm. once, like now that I'm on my second and third loan with Taylor, um, they've got all my data. So it's like the list of stuff that they need for these second two houses is so small. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, all right, this is, this is solid. It doesn't take me a whole bunch of time, but at first I was spewing. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I just gave you all this documentation. Yeah. And you're just like giving me a hard no for something that seems so silly. And then, but yeah, you had like three lenders, you know, on the back had of that backups. One. <laughs> I backups. Yeah, ready. Had backups for your backups. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh. And um, yeah, got connected with Taylor Nedro at Flat Branch and, um, worked out really nice. They've got a great application system. He, his assistant, Erica is very persistent. Um, I don't check my email that frequently cause I have an assistant myself. Um, so, you know, if I, if I haven't done something, she's like, Hey Matt, can I get this in the next 48 hours, please? Hey Matt, it's been 48 hours. Can you please get this as soon as possible? I'm like, Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that helps to make sure everything yeah. moves along smoothly and you exactly. know, Exactly. You and a lot of our clients, like the reason that most people think to invest in this kind of real estate, the turnkey model is because you're busy with your, your business or
0: exactly. you know,
1: a, a job or whatever it else it is that you need to do. Um, and yeah, Taylor and his team at flat branch have been, have been great meeting our aggressive timelines. I mean, you know, the guys I work for, Chris and Taylor, Uh, We don't, we don't like miss deadlines (laughs) around here. Um, So it's been great to work, to work with them. So we got your first one under contract. And then when we got to closing, we had some more, some hiccups when we were getting close to it. It was kind of a circus.
0: That was was quite the circus. (laughs) So yeah, if anybody is planning to invest and you're international, um, I'm very lucky. My father's a contract lawyer. So for me living abroad, for all of my affairs back in the United States, it's like both my father and my mother have power of attorney for me. They have both general power of attorney and they have a real estate power of attorney. However, when it comes to executing on documents related to a loan for a new house that I don't currently own, turns out that I need a limited power of attorney that gives them the rights to actually sign and execute on documents for me relating to that specific house. So yeah. we thought that because we had a general power of attorney that my father would be able to sign all the documents, um, for, for me. Uh, the problem is that my wife Camille also needed to be on the title and all the loan documents because Missouri is just one of those States. So we had to get a power of attorney for Camille or for my parents for Camille. And uh, mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of a hiccup there. And then also the fact that we get to the end and it's like, oh yeah, my dad's got power of attorney. He can sign. And they're like, oh no, we need we need specific. This document doesn't work. And so like we're at the closing date and we had to go find a US notary here in Australia. So mm-hmm. that's, that's important. It can't just be like some random justice of the peace or notary public. So I had to find... The one U.S. notary in my area, get an appointment with him, get those power of attorney documents signed, sign them. And then in pandemic conditions, <laughs> I had to overnight that that package from Australia to the U.S. It took about seven days overnight. And then, you know, it got to the title company. They... We're like, okay, now any documents that my father has signed for Matt Walrath and Camille Walrath are now good, legal. Mm-hmm. So I had to send the docs to my dad. My dad had to overnight the docs back to them. And boom, we closed.
1: <laughs> it just, it makes me <laughs> laugh. It was just oh. like hiccupy. Oh, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a circus. And um, I know, like, I was trying to not make it stressful on anybody else. Uh, but like your lender and I, and title, we're going back and forth. There must've been like 60 emails in a week and it was a circus and you know, folks around here are like, how's it going, Devin? I'm like, it's cool. Everything's cool. You know, (laughs) just trying not to let on, like, I have no idea how I'm going to get these documents back from Australia in time to make this happen. And we did have to delay a little bit, but it was, it it wasn't that bad. And we learned, but in, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, like things are not moving quickly overseas and they're taking forever to go through customs, uh, which, you know, none of us could have really planned for. So it was a little bit of a comedy of errors, but we got it pulled off and now we are under contract for, house number two yeah yeah and you actually woke up at 1 a.m in the morning to watch the inventory release you you messaged me that was pretty awesome Oh, totally
0: i was just <laughs> like i heard, i had my alarm and i was like oh, oh let's check it out open the phone i was like devin's got some good properties nice i'll take that one
1: <laughs> yeah i went back to bed that was awesome yeah so this next one um i think we're closing in september And we we know now what we need to do to get ahead of any additional documentation. We've already taken care of the limited power of attorneys. Um, And actually, it was great that we had that experience because I had another one of our investors a couple weeks ago was like, hey, I'm thinking of going to visit family overseas. Can I have a power of attorney sign my docs? And because Mm -hmm. of this experience, I knew the answer was yes, but we have to have a very specific power of attorney to make sure that that we can get it all pulled off because their property was also in theory. So after, uh, you know, we're under contract to do number two, like what are your plans and goals with your real estate investment, building your portfolio? Are you trying to replace your expenses, your earned income, protect the money that you're making in a safe vehicle? Like what is your, where are you headed?
0: Yeah. Big picture is that, my wife and I have gone through and we've looked at, okay, like when we've got as many kids as we want to have and they're in school and, you know, we're living in the dream house and mm-hmm. we're got the dream cars and we've got, you know, the dream lifestyle. We're both getting like massages every single week. We just, you know, pimped out our lifestyle. We already live a great lifestyle, but we were like, what would the dream lifestyle look like? And then we took a look and it's like, how many houses do we have to own in order to pay for that lifestyle? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be buying plenty of properties from you. I hope you're I hope you're ready. You get your inventory ready.
1: <laughs> I I am ready. How many houses is it? Yeah. Is it do you mind sharing the number? Have you figured it out?
0: Yeah, so I need so it needs to be 20,000 in post tax income per month. Okay. So, in order to get there, uh I think Man, we did the math the other day, but we were just doing an assumption of like 300 per door per month. So Uh about 3,600. Or sorry, 300 per door per month. So 20,000 divided by 360, 55.55 houses.
1: Okay, so we got some work to do. Yeah, we sure do. We have some work to do. I'm excited. Yeah, Yeah. I'm really excited. So is there anything that you would change about your experience with us so far, or any advice that you would maybe want to give to people that are, if they're on the fence about just investing in general with us, with somebody else, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're on the fence about investing with wealth cap, don't do it. So there's more inventory available for me. As you heard, (laughs) I need to get (laughs) 55.55 houses in order to hit my dream goals. So just stay away. Don't look at the file. Don't talk to Devin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a great experience, honestly. It's like, even with those hiccups in the beginning, it's like, y'all won my trust already. You know, the first house that I got, came, like I said, it came in under appraisal or it came in under asking the appraisal. Mm-hmm. So I got it for a deal. And then from there, the rent that I was able to get was at the top end of the range, but the pro forma, you based it on like $100 less per month. So that was amazing. And then you also negotiated with the property managers down to 7% instead of 8% of rent. So all of that happened while I was still buying the place. So it went from like, oh, I'm going to have this great, I think it was like 25% cash on cash return. And now it's like almost 50%.
1: results not typical
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me give that flavor. i know that that's not gonna happen well in 55 houses it might happen again but it's not gonna happen again in any of the properties i'll buy this year at least i totally understand that um you know i'm happy with 20 percent, and you know as i mentioned to you i'm looking to diversify the zip codes a bit so maybe some birmingham or um maybe a couple there in, uh, in North Carolina with a little bit higher appreciation, which means obviously Lower I'd cash. be happy with 15% cash year over year. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, if everyone's yeah. looking to invest and they're on the fence. It's just, I mean, you can't, I, I don't see a way that you can beat this type of real estate investing. Um, unless you've got access to, I I just, I can't see you beating it because really it's so easy. Once you get approved for the financing, like Devin, you make it so easy from start to finish and you look at the cash on cash returns, but ultimately the net return that you have, considering you've also got like the debt pay down return over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got a guaranteed 80% return essentially over 30 years because it's like you paid 20% in, for your down payment, and then over the course of the thirty-year loan, your tenant is going to return to you eighty percent. Like it, it just yeah, totally. I don't see a way that you can really beat it. And then you can also leverage it. Like you can't leverage yes. your stock portfolio. You can't. Correct. I don't know if you can leverage your bond portfolio. Like who has a bond portfolio? But like what? Yeah. What other investment vehicle can you leverage to then continue building wealth and continue? purchasing other investments. like, that's why having real property, real estate to me, it's, it's a no brainer at this point.
1: Right on. Well, I, um, I don't think I see any questions (laughs) that we didn't like incorporate into our discussion today. A couple of funny, funny comments though. Um, I'm just here to say hi to Matt, such a cool guy. I want to be Matt when I grow up. <laughs> is it so you've got some fans out there um, love you <laughs> but i think uh, I think we covered pretty much everything else in in our discussion today. I am just tickled that you got up at seven a m to to jump on with me, and I'm excited to help you get those fifty five houses in your portfolio it's going to be fun um, yeah. i'm going to have to. I'm going to have to find you some more lenders. So I need to get to work. <laughs> work Cause you need like, yeah. he's, he's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to find you some more money. So right on. Um, well, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. I really enjoyed it. And you guys that are watching, if you have any questions about our process or, or how any of this works, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me pretty easily on wealthcapholdings.com/waitlist that will take you right to my calendar and we can talk about the process or anything else that you that you like. Thank you again so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure and we'll we'll yeah. be chatting soon cuz we have a deal.
0: Yes, Devin. we'll be chatting heaps. Yep,
1: yeah, right on. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks you all.
0: Thanks, Devin. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com
1: slash book.